Cantos 10 to 12 of Book 3 of the Ramayan of Balmiki, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Omar Dutre. Canto 10 Rama's Reply. The words that Sita uttered spurred by trust love the hero heart. Then he who never from virtue strayed. To Janet's child his answer made. In thy wise speech, sweet love, I find, True impress of thy gentle mind. Well skilled the warrior's path to trace, Thou pride of Janet's ancient race. What fitting answer shall I frame To thy good words, my honoured dame? Thou sayest, the warrior bears the bow, That misery's tears may cease to flow, and those pure saints who love the shade of Dundagood are sore dismayed. They sought me of their own accord, with suppliant prayers my aid implored. They, fed on roots and fruit who spend their lives where bosky wilds extend. My timid love enjoy no rest by these malignant fiends distressed. These make the flesh of man their meat. The helpless saints they kill and eat. The hermit sought my side, the chief of Brahman race declared their grief. I heard, and from my lips there fell the words which thou rememberest well. I listened as the hermits cried, and to their prayers I thus replied. Your favour, gracious lords, I claim, overwhelmed with this enormous shame. That Brahmans, great and pure as you, who should be sought, to me should sue. And then, before the saintly crowd, what can I do? I cried aloud. Then from the trembling hermits broke, one long sad cry, and thus they spoke. Fiends of the wood, who wear at will, its varied shape afflict us still. To thee in our distress we fly, O oh, help us, Rama, or we die. When sacred rites of fire are due, When changing moons are full or near, These fiends who bleeding flesh devour Assail us with resistless power. They with their cruel might torment The hermits on their vows intent. We look around for help and see Our surest refuge, Prince, in thee. We, armed with powers of penance, might Destroy the rovers of the night, but load were we to bring to naught the merit years of toil have bought. Our penance rites are grown too hard by many a check and trouble barred. But though our saints for food are slain, the withering cause we yet restrain. Thus many a weary day distressed by giants who this wood infest. We see at length deliverance, thou, with Lakshman, art our guardian now. As does the troubled hermit's prayed, I promise, dame, my ready aid, and now for truth I hold most dear, still to my word must I add here. My love, I might endure to be, deprived of Lakshman life and thee, but never deny my promise, never, to Brahmans break the oath I swear. I must, enforced by high constraint, Protect them all, each suffering saint. 
in me unasked his help had found, still more in one by promise bound. I know thy words, my own dear dame, from thy sweetheart's affection came. I thank thee for thy gentle speech, for those we love are those we teach. It is like thyself, O fair face, it is worthy of thy noble race. Dearer than life, thy feet are set, in righteous paths they never forget. Thus to the metal monarch's child, his own dear wife, in accents mild, thy high-souled hero said, Then to the holy groves which lay, beyond them fair to see their way, their bow-armed chieftain led. Canto eleven, Augustia Rama went foremost of the tree, next Sita followed, fair to see, and Lakshman with his bow in hand, walked hindmost of the little band. As onward through the wood they went, with great delight their eyes were bent, on rocky heights beside the way, and lofty trees with blossoms gay, and streamlets running fair and fast, the royal youths with Sita passed. They watched the Saras and the Drake, on islets of the stream and lake, and gazed delighted on the floods, bright with gay birds and lotus buds. They saw in startled hearts the rose, the passion-fringed buffaloes, wild elephants who fiercely tore the tender trees and many a boar. A length of woodland way they passed, and when the sun was low at last, a lovely stream-fed lake they spied, two leagues across from side to side. Tall elephants fresh beauty gave to grassy bank and lilied wave. By many a swan and sardis teared, mullard and gay-winged water bird. From those sweet waters loud and long, though none was seen to wake the song, swelled high the singer's music bland with its melodious instrument. Rama and Carbon Lakshman heard the charming strain with wonder steered, turned on the margin of the lake to Dharmbrit, the sage, and spake. Our longing souls, O Hamid Ban, this music of the lake to learn, we pray thee, noblest sage, explain the cause of the mysterious train. He, as the son of Raghu prayed, with swift accord his answer made, and thus the hermit virtuous sold, the story of the fair lake told. Through every age it is known to fame, Panchapsara's its glorious name. By holy Mandakini wrought, with power his rights austere had bought. For he, great votarist, intent, on strictest rule his town life spent, Ten thousand years to stream his bed, Ten thousand years on air he fed. Then on the blessed gods who dwell In heavenly homes great terror fell. They gathered all by Agni led, And counselled us disquieted. The hermit by ascetic pain, The seed of one of us would gain. Thus with their hearts by fear oppressed, In full assembly spoke the blessed and bade five loveliest nymphs as fair as lightning in the evening air, armed with their winning wiles, seduce from his torn vows 
the great recluse. The law of art and heaven he knew, the hermit from his task they drew, and made the great ascetic slave to conquering love, the gods to save. Its of the heavenly vibe became, bound to the sage, his wedded dame. And he, for his beloved's sake, formed a fair palace neath the lake. Under the flood the ladies leave, to joy and ease their days they gave. And lap in bliss the harm it would, from penance rites to youth renewed. So when the sportive nymphs within, those secret bowers their play begin, you hear the singer's dulcet tones, blend sweetly with their tinkling jones. How wondrous are these words of thine, cried the famed chips of Ragu's line, as does they heard the sage unfold the marvels of the tale he told. As Rama spake, his eyes were bent upon a hermit settlement, with light of heavenly law endured, with sacred grass and vesture streared, his wife and brother by his side, within the holy bounds he hide. And there, with honour entertained, by all the saints a while remained, in time by due succession led, its votary's court he visited. And then the lord of martial law returned, where he had lodged before. Here for four months content he stayed, there for a year his visit paid. Here for four months his home would fix, there as it chanced, for five or six. Here for eight months and there for three, the son of Ragu's stay would be. He awakes, there fortnights more or less, he spent in tranquil happiness. As there the hero dwelt at ease, among those holy devotees, in days untroubled over his head, ten circling years of pleasure fled. So Ragu's son in duty trained, a while in every court remained. Then with his dame retraced the road, the good Sadikshna's calm abode. Hailed by the saints with honours due, near to the hermit's home he drew, and there the tamer of his foes dwelt for a time in sweet repose. One day within that holy oud, by Saint Sadikshna Rama stood, and thus the prince with reverence meek to that high sage began to speak. In the wide woodlands that extend around us, Lord most reverend, as frequent voice of rumour tells, Augustia, saintliest hermit, dwells. So vast a wood I cannot trace, the path to reach his dwelling place, nor, searching unassisted, find that hermit of the thoughtful mind. I with my wife and brother fain would go his favour to obtain, would seek him in his lone retreat, and the great saint with reverence greet. This one desire, O Master, long, cherished within my heart is strong, that I may pay your free accord, my duty to that hermit lord. As does the prince whose heart was bent, on virtue told his farm intent, the good Sadikshna's joy rose high, and thus in turn he made reply, The very thing, O prince, which thou hast sought, 
I wish to urge but now. Bid thee with wife and brother see, Augustia, glorious devotee, I count this thing an omen fair, That thou shouldst thus thy wish declare. And I, my prince, will gladly teach The way Augustia's home to reach. Southward, dear son, direct thy feet, Eight leagues beyond the steel retreat. Augustia's hermit brother there Dwells in a home most bright and fair. It is on a knoll of woody ground, With many a branching people crowned. There sweet birds' voices never are mute, And trees are gay with flower and fruit. There many a lake glimpses bright and cool, And lilies deck each pleasant pool. While swan and crane and mallard's wings Are lovely in the water springs. There for one night, O Rama, stay, And with the dawn pursue thy way. Still farther, bending southward by, The ticket's age, the course must lie. And thou wilt see, two leagues from thence, Augustia's lovely residence. Set in the woodland's fairest part, All varied foliage, decks the court. There Sita, Lakshman, thou at ease, May spend sweet hours neat shady trees. For all of novelest growth are found, Luxuriant on that bosky ground. If it be still thy form intent, To see that saint preeminent, O mighty counsellor, this day, Depart upon thine onward way. The hermit spake, and Rama bent, His head with Lakshman reverent, and then with him and Janak's child set out to trace the forest wild. He saw dark woods that fringed the road, and distant hills like clouds that showed. And as the way he followed, met with many a lake and rivulet. So passing on with ease, well led, the path Sutikshna bade him tread. The hero with exulting breast, his brother in these words addressed. Here surely is the home in sight, after the lustrous anchorite. Here great Augustia's brother leads, a life intent on holy deeds. Warned of each guiding mark and sign, I see them all herein combined. I see the branches bending low, beneath the flowers and fruit they show. A soft air from the forest springs, fresh from the odorous grass and brings a spicy fragrance as it flees over the ripe fruit of people trees. See, here and dear, around us high, piled up in hips, cleft billets lie, and holy grass is gathered bright as strips of shining ledgelite. Full in the centre of the shade, the hermit's holy fire is laid. I see its smoke, the pure heaven streak, dense as a big cloud's dusky peak. The twice-born man their steps retrace from each sequestered bathing place, and each his sacred gift has brought of blossoms which his hands have sought. Of all these signs, dear brother, each agrees with Guchatixna's speech, and doubtless in this holy bound, Augustia's brother will be found. Augustia once the walls who viewed with love. A death-like fiend subdued, 
and armed with mighty power obtained by holy walks this grove ordained to be a refuge and defence from all oppressors violence in days of yore within this place two brothers fierce of demon race vatapi dire and ilval dwelt and slaughter made the brahman's stealth a brahman's form the fiend to cloak fierce ilval war and sanskrit spoke and twice born sages would invite to solemnize some funeral rite his brother's flesh concealed within a ram's false shape and borrowed skin as men are wont at funeral feasts he dressed and fed those gathered priests the holy man unwitting ill took up the food and ate their fill Danilval with a mighty shout exclaimed Butterby issue out soon as his brother's voice he heard the fiend with ram like bleeding steered rending in pieces every frame forth from the dying priests he came so they who changed their forms at will thousands of brahmans dared to kill fierce fiends who loved each cruel deed and joyed on bleeding flesh to feed augustia mighty hermit pressed to funeral banquet like the rest obedient to the god's appeal ate up the monster at a meal it is done it is done fierce ilval cried and water for his hands supplied then lifting up his voice he spake fought brother from thy prison break then him who called the fiend who long had wrought the suffering brahman's wrong thus thoughtful soul augustia best of hermits with a smile addressed how rakshas is the fiend empowered to issue forth whom i devoured thy brother in ram's disguise is gone where yama's kingdom lies when from the words augustia said he knew his brother fiend was dead his soul on fire with vengeful rage rushed the night rover at the sage one lightning glance of fury halt as fire the glorious harmon shot as the fiend neared him in his stride and straight consumed to dust he died in pity for the brahman's plight augustia wrought the steed of might this grove which lakes and fair trees graze in his great brother's dwelling place as rama does the tale rehearsed and with sumitra's son conversed the setting sun his last rays shed and evening over the land was spread a while the princely brother stayed and even rites in order paid then to the holy grove they drew and hailed the saint with honour due with courtesy was rama met by that illustrious anchoret and for one night he rested there regaled with fruit and hermit fare but when the night had reached its close and the sun's glorious circle rose the son of rago left his bed and to the hermit's brother said while rested in thy hermit's cell i stand o saint to bid farewell for with thy leave i journey hence thy brother saint to reverence go rama go the sage replied then from the cot the chieftain hide 
and while the pleasant grove we viewed, the path the homage showed pursued. Of every leaf of changing hue, plants, trees by hundreds round him grew. With joyous eyes he looked on all, then jug the wild rice and sal. He saw the red hibiscus glow, he saw the flower-tipped creeper trow, the glory of a cluster's over, tall trees that loads of blossom bore. Some elephants had prostrate laid, in some the monkeys leapt and played, and through the whole white forest rang the charm of gay birds as they sang. Then Rama of the lotus eye, to Lakshman, taunt, who followed nigh, and thus the hero youth impressed, with fortune's favouring signs addressed. How soft the leaves of every tree! How tame each bird and beast we see! Soon the fair home shall we behold, Of that great hermit tranquil-souled. The deed the good Augustia wrought, High fame throughout the world has bought. I see, I see his calm retreat, That balms the pain of weary feet, Where white clouds rise from flames beneath, Where bark coats lie with many a reed. Where sylvan things made gentle throng, And every bird is loud in song. With root for suffering creatures field, A death-like fiend with might he killed, And gave this southern realm to be A refuge from oppression free. There stands his home, whose dreaded might Has put the giant crew to flight, Who view with envious eyes afar, the peaceful shades they cannot mar. Since that most holy saint has made his dwelling in this lovely shade, checked by his might, the giant brood have dwelt in peace with souls subdued. And all his southern realm within, whose bounds no fiend may entrance win, now bears a name which naught may dim, made glorious through the walls by him. When Bindya best of hills would stay, The journey of the Lord of day, Obedient to the saints' behest, He bowed for aye his humbled crest. That very hermit, world-renowned, For holy deeds within this ground, Has set his pure and blessed home, Where gentle sylvan creatures roam. Augustia, whom the walls revere, Pure saint to whom the good are dear, to us his guests all grace will show, And rich to blessings ere we go. I to the same its thought will turn, The favour of the saint to earn, That here in comfort may be spent, The last years of our banishment. Here sanctities and high saints stand, Gods, minstrels of the heavenly band, Upon Augustus' will they wait, and serve him pure and temperate. The liar's tongue, the tyrant's mind, Within these bounds no home may find. No cheat, no sinner here can be, So holy and so good is he. Here birds and lords of serpent race, Spirits and gods who haunt the place, Content with scanty fare remain, As merits meet they strive to gain. Made perfect here, the saints supreme, On cars that mock the day-gods gleam. The mortal bodies cast aside, 
sought heaven transformed and glorified here guards to living things who win their favor pure from cruel sin give royal rule and many a good immortal life and spirithood now lakshman we are near the place do thou preside a little space and tell the mighty saint that i with sita at my side am nigh Canto twelve, the heavenly bow. He spoke, the younger prince obeyed, within the bounds his way he made, and thus addressed whom first he met, a people of the Ankaret. Brave Rama, eldest born, who springs from the Sarat he the brings, his wife the lady Sita, he would fain the holy hermit see. Lakshman am I, if happy fame ever to thine ears has brought the name his younger brother prompt to do his will devoted fond and true we through our royal sire's decree to the dread oaths were forced to flee tell the great master i entreat our honest wish our lord to greet he spoke the hermit rich in store of fervid zeal and sacred law sought the pure shrine which held the fire to bear his message to the sire soon as he reached the saint most bright in sanctity's surpassing might he cried uplifting reverend hands lord rama near thy cottage stands then spoke augustia's people dear the message for his lord to hear rama and lakshman jeeps who spring from the sirat glorious king Thy hermitage even now have sought, and Lady Sita with them brought. The tamers of the four are here, to see thee, master, and revere. It is thine thy father will to say, thine to command, and we obey. When from his people's lips he knew, the presence of the princely two, and Sita, born to fortune high, the glorious hermit made reply. Great joy at last is mine this day, that Rama Hida finds his way. For long my soul has yearned to see the prince who comes to visit me. Go forth, go forth, and Hida bring the royal tree with welcoming. Lead Rama in and place him near. Why stands he not already here? Thus ordered by the hermit, who, lord of his thought, all duty knew, his reverend hands together laid, the pupil answered and obeyed. Forth from the place with speed he ran, to Lakshman came and thus began. Where is he? Let not Rama wait, but speed the sage to venerate. Then with the people Lakshman went across the hermit settlement, and showed him Rama where he stood with Janak's daughter in the oud. The pupil then his message spake, which the kind hermit bade him take, then let the honoured Rama dance, and brought him with reverence. As nigh the royal Rama came, with Lakshman and the mighty dame, he viewed the hearts of gentle deer, roaming the garden free from fear. As through the sacred grove he trod, he viewed the sit of many a god, Brahma and Agni, sun and moon, and he is who sends its golden boon. Here Vishnu stood, here Bhaga is shrine, 
and dear Mahindra's Lord divine. Here he is, who formed this oddly frame, his dear, from whom all beings came, Vayus, and his, who loves to hold, the great news Barun, mighty sold. Here was the Basu's shrine to see, here death of sacred Gayatri, the king of serpents hell had place, and he who rules the faded race. Here Kartikeya warrior lord, and there was justice king adored. Then with disciples God about, the mighty saint himself came out. Through fierce devotion bright as flame, before the rest the master came. And then to Lakshman fortune blessed, Rama, these hasty words addressed. Behold, Augustus' self draws near, the mighty saint whom all revere. With spirit raised I meet my lord, with richest wealth of penance taught. The strong-armed heroes spake and ran forward to meet the sun-bright man. Before him as he came he bent, and clasped his feet most reverend. Then rearing up his stately height, stood suppliant by the anchorite. While Lakshman's strength and Sita's grace stood by the pride of Rago's race. The sage, his arms round Rama trio, and welcomed him with honours due. Asked, was all well, with questions sweet, and bade the hero to a seat. With holy oil he fed the flame, he brought the gifts which strangers claim, and kindly waiting on the tree, with honours due to high degree, he gave with hospitable care, a simple hermit's woodland fare. Then said the reverend father first, of hermits deep in duty first. And thus the suppliant Rama bred, in all the law of virtue said, Did the false hermit prince neglect, to hail his guest with due respect? He must, the doomed apartheid meet, his proper flesh hereafter eat. A carborn king, a lord who sways, the art and virtue's law obeys. Worthy of highest honour thou hast sought, dear guest, my cottage now. He spoke, with fruit and hermit fair, with every bloom the branches bear, Augustia graced his honoured guest, and thus with gentle words addressed. Accept this mighty bow divine, whereon red gold and diamond shined. It was by the heavenly artist planned, for Vishnu's own almighty hand. This godsend shaft of sun-bright here, whose deadly flight is ever true, by Lord Mahindra given of yore, this quiver with its endless tall, keen arrows hardling to their aim, like kindled fires that flash and flame, except in golden sheet encased, this sword with hilt of rich gold grazed. Armed with this best of bows, Lord Vishnu slew his demon foes, and mid the dwellers in the skies won bright glory for the prize. The bow, the quivers, shaft and sword, received from me, O glorious Lord, these conquest to thine arm shall bring, as thunder to the thunder's king. The splendid hermit bade them take the noble weapons as he spake, 
and as the prince accepted each, in words like these renewed his page. End of Cantos 10, 11, and 12